Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, Stace here from The Thinker Girls. We are recording a live 411 every Thursday at The Sheaf in Double Bay. Come and have a drink with Christy and I and join in on all the fun of watching The Bachelor. If you're into it or not, I'm not so much, you will enjoy the night. Thursday nights at The Sheaf in Double Bay, Sydney. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello, hello to you and to your family and your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Salute to you. Seriously. There may be, maybe your family and your friends are listening if you have told them about this pod channel. And if you have... We thank you. We do thank you. If you aren't aware of what a pod channel is, you might be finding us for the very first time. Uh, we are the Thinker Girls. We drop different uh, episodes on this very one feed each and every week. Uh, they can go from a range of just a catch up between you and I, Merce, or they can be an interview, which is what this today's episode is going to be. And we've also been doing a special uh, Batchy recap uh, which this particular guest joined us on for last week's edition. Oh, if you are frothing The Bachelor, or even if you're not, it's a really interesting chat. So we watch it with our posse. We do a live um, a viewing of that in Sydney, the Sheaf at Double Bay. Um, you can get down there. Tell your friends if they're in Sydney too. And then we have a debrief with a special guest afterwards where we chat about not just the show itself but the themes in it. How do you fall in love with someone? And as a chick, how do you identify that in dudes? That's one of the convos we had on last week's episode with the one, the only, Osher Gunsberg. Ginsberg or Gunsberg? I'm pretty sure it's Ginsberg. Is it Ginsberg? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. I think you did pronounce it correctly on the night of the show oh, but did God. not then. And I'm really feeling uneasy about the fact that I've corrected someone because generally no, that's not my forte. It is Ginsburg. I've, I've, Thank yeah, you. It felt wrong falling out of my mouth. Yes. I think a lot of people did call him that for a long time and he probably just started correcting them. Because it's spelt with a U, but it is not sounded that's out like right. that. That's right. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm reading his book, so I've got an, yes. um, I've got all of this background on where his mum and dad came from. And I've got na- a bit more of an idea of uh, the European, I suppose, um, history in his name and his family. Um, but we do want to introduce to you our chat and interview, um, or chat, we don't really call things that interviewee, do we, no. uh, with Osha. Uh, we, he, we came into our podcast studio, yes, um, as he pointed out in the 411 episode, 411 episode my uh, home. Because <laughs> you kept saying studio. He goes, all right, let's break it down. I record mine at my kitchen bench and you record yours in your spare room. We're like... Yeah, fair call, fair call. Spare room with the mattress up on the wall. Um, That is right. And he did. He was so, so delightful. And, you know, I'm a big fan, as you you are, Merce, of his podcast, which will put all the details in show notes um, back after the break, which is the the book that I'm reading that he's just released. I will put details of where you can buy that in the show notes also. I highly encourage it, especially if you've got anybody, 
anyone remotely in your life that suffers from addiction or mental illness. Mm. Um, and I mean in small or big capacities yeah. because there's such an important way, such an important storytelling um, opportunity for you to receive from somebody who's been through every little bit of it really. And he's so honest about it too. Yeah. Because I think you're right, addiction like comes in every way, shape and form. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's not as obvious as the alcoholic drinking out of a brown paper bag. No. In the str- you know, it can be your addiction can be yeah, in all kinds of different forms. It could be to work. It, it, that's right. Mm. And so it's a really, really great read. I forget what my train of thought was. But he's, when he walked in, because we do listen to the podcast and had listened over many, many years, yeah. it was just such a delight. I, I've, we've known Osho around the industry for a bit, but we don't know him personally. No. Um, but after listening to the intimacy of his podcast, which I'm sure you guys get from ours, it was so nice to see him looking really well. I got to say, he looked, he just felt energetically, it just felt like it was his time. It felt like he's been in the industry for a really long time and been very successful, but yet to have that real, like, fuck, he's the man. Like, mm. he, it's it's mm. his moment. You know mm. when people are around for a while? I feel like this is his moment. There's a bit of an energy shift with people, you know, exp- I just accepting people for who they are the way he presents himself as well and I I don't know I just I really wish him all the best after, he, through this journey he is so incredibly engaging like you sit there and my mouth I have an open mouth when I watch TV because I'm just like often just hooked I don't know I just have this weird face my ex-boyfriend always used to say it to me I think I was doing that face as we were chatting to him mm. because he when he looks at you he looks at you like he holds your gaze he's incredibly um yeah incredibly captivating like he's a, a really, really interesting dude, really deep thinker. Um, if you really like this episode, we encourage you to subscribe to this channel, to let Osha know that you heard him here, to rate and review it and to share it around with your pals. Yes, please do that. Here is our chat with Osha. Enjoy. Osha Ginsberg, welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I couldn't be happier to be here. Your studio is, makes mine look like a... A, a Zoom recorder and two microphones that I keep in a bag, which it is. Um, Yours is like no, you actually got room. You know what it is? It's You've the, got a side. Babes, it's the light. If you have, you know, your name without any underscores in your Instagram, that makes you way more legit. It's but if you have that and a neon sign, then clearly no we shit. are professionals. We've no made shit. it. We've made, made it. We've true. absolutely made it. Oh, Christ. We, oh, my goodness. I don't even really know where to start because I feel like we can go so hardcorely into everything with you because like our show and like your podcast you don't muck around not here to fuck spiders nah I love that song. yeah you say it all the time mate do you know do you know when I know when Stace is amped to speak to a guest the floors are vacuumed and the dunny's probably scrubbed you're a transformed man yes I am physically yes. physically mentally how did the physical transform you mentally that's a very good question. So are you referring to the men's health situation? Well, just the fact that you've shed all this weight and yeah. got fit. Like, well, yeah. Well, okay. I would have thought you were fit, but I suppose I had the, a- the guys you work with do a proper body sculpty kind of transformative thing right uh well two things i've always hid my body shape quite well behind excellent tailoring Mm. uh which guys can cheat with because we wear suits and with a great tailor you can hide a lot how long have you done that for though well i was in weight watchers when i was eight oh bullshit Uh, yeah 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 and i was uh when i was 17 i was 112 kilos so So i've like in in my time i've been big you've hidden that well I, i mean i think as well from listening to your podcast and knowing about your cycling and things you also paint a picture that that equals 
fit, yeah. you know, as yeah. well. So uh, physical fitness and exercise has played a role in managing my mental health for a, a while. Mm-hmm. I was up against it for a couple of years there on the meds. Um, because when you take things like, I was on two kinds of antipsychotics for a while, and I was experiencing a thing called paranoid delusions, and right. which is horrible. And I don't recommend it because it can't be reasoned with and it can't be rationalised against. And you know, I would have to, I would have told every one of you that you're all lying and you're all in on the conspiracy because as yeah. far as I'm concerned, Fuck, yeah. far as I was concerned, it was 100% real and it was terrifying. So those drugs. Uh, the what was I on? Uh, Zyprexa and um, Seroquel, which are pretty common. They do the job, let me tell you. But mm. they also affect the way your body metabolizes food. They affect your insulin response. And so I was putting on about a kilo a week. It wasn't crazy, sure. which was nice. I wasn't week, having yeah. suicidal ideation every day. Yeah. Uh, well, not as much as I was at least. Yeah. Um, but I was putting on a fair bit of weight. So um, exercise, even though I was doing it at the time to help manage things, wasn't really touching the size. It didn't really, didn't yeah. really matter. But exercise has always played a role in, in managing my, my health. And certainly once I, over the last year or so with my psychiatrist, slowly, 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 we, we changed hypothesis. So we got off the antipsychotics and we got into something else uh, as we changed the hypothesis to obsessive compulsive disorder. We started treating that and I started getting mm. a lot better very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, 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 down, 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 down. And let's say, for example, when you're on uh, um, meds for mental illness, um, say if you've got 100% of your problems, all right, is, is the mental illness, mm-hmm. right? Then 80% of you, as, as the meds start to kick in, 80% of the problems might be the mental illness. And so it's come down a bit, but uh, 20% of your problems are the side effects. Yeah. So with yeah, me, that right. was the weight gain. But I was happy to take the weight gain because it meant that I was 20% better. Yeah. And then slowly, yeah. then 70% okay. of your problems yeah. are the, as the mental illness and then 30% of your problems are the side effects. And slowly, slowly, as you get healthier, the side effects, which didn't bother you before, mm. are now, well, actually now, I'm actually so much better in my head. Now I'm taking this drug and this is an issue so slowly as I, I laid about 50-50 for about all for a while yeah. and then we started to come down 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 so about six months maybe no maybe more we went down like five milligrams at a time from like yeah. 125 milligrams so yeah. slowly slowly yeah, slowly yeah, yeah. all the way down until we went all right let's go and then so when I came off it was quite difficult for my family because I'd suddenly become you know I just became super intense I was off the leash but I needed to have that management strategy and, and mm. part of that is um exercise and uh, prioritizing of sleep making sure my nutrition's right and making mm-hmm. sure that i go about my day with, with a purpose and do things that mm-hmm. are fulfilling so now part of the management that i do mm-hmm. every day i try mm-hmm. to do every day is um uh, resistance training has been extraordinarily helpful for me because it releases hormones in my body that do a lot to help me feel better now that my brain wasn't healthy enough to accept that earlier so mm-hmm. i had to get healthy enough yeah. to a point where this stuff started to work it wouldn't have worked before right. but now right. i'm healthy enough that it does it's interesting i think a lot of the time when we speak about on the show there's a lot of throwaway things that happen across the internet but in life at the moment because i think we've started to have conversation about mental mental health mental illness uh we have motive we have lots of conversation about women feeling good about themselves and they're all really surface level conversations. So mm-hmm. it is interesting at the way that you then just explained that this is actually what's being released in my body mm. when I do this mm. to mm. then then equate to this result. Yeah. I remember going, I was in a bit of a funk this year, a fairly big one actually for the first six months. And I, I was with a new therapist who was very, very psychology.com. It was all very like, I've read this particular theory, you know. Very Sounds like your kind me. of gal. No. Very different to me. I'm much <laughs> yeah. more of a spirit. This comes from a spirit base. This comes from... I just mm. have worked very differently. But I really enjoyed the fact that I learned a lot about 
the types of uh, is it hormones or what mm. is yeah hormones that are being released and the things that I can learn to control and contribute to what I can then uh, I guess help myself well with, there's a real physiological side yeah, yeah. and I just yeah. don't think that that's that's explained a lot because it, it is complex to some degree but then it also is quite simple on the yeah. other mm. it is it is science and it's it's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt i think the largest ever study was done they just released it i think to july the 20 something a month ago sample size of 1.2 million people mm. 1.4 million people massive study and it showed that um if you exercise you can Almost, you remember when Mario would jump and hit the block and it would go two times, three times and yeah. give it the power ups, right? Yeah. Very good analogies. <laughs> Stunning. Um, Is that in the study? Or exercise, the yes. <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart, Mario Kart power ups. You can power up your antidepressant effects by three times, about, around about three times. This Fuck, study with, the use of, with, exercise. with exercise. If you add exercise on board, like, could wow. you just imagine that? Rather than tripling the yeah. dosage, like if I, yeah, all I have wow. to do is this. Oh my God. Like, uh, but people don't. Yeah, exactly. And then you're. Yeah, yeah, and we're away. <laughs> exactly. The fast one. Dun, 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 dun. It's when you. It's when you get the star. You oh, that yeah. But that's you. That's you doing the Coogee Death Stairs, which are just around the corner, by the way. I don't know if you know that. You've got the best ever. Do them a couple of couple of laps, and you'll be sweet as you'll have that serotonin firing. Well, it was interesting because for me, it was a walk. A walk in the winter and and in the winter not necessarily the season but in my own little mm. cra- like cloudy mm. situation because the mornings were key for me. I didn't know what my new purpose was every day, mm. you know. Start, yeah, yeah, and it was working for yourself and all those kinds of things. So it was a walk and I think if you are listening to this and you are, I don't know, open to the idea, you may not have seen a therapist. Obviously, we talk about that a lot on our show. But exercise is obviously mm. a, a big thing but it can start with a walk it started with a walk yeah, for me when I was yeah. like 18 and I write about this in the book when mm. I was 18 and unemployed and just thought I was a complete loser piece of shit because mm. all my friends were at uni and I was sitting on the couch mm. this is how long ago I was sitting on the couch watching aerobics hostile with the sound down yeah right okay yeah, yeah. look it was a time before the internet <laughs> If you were a young man and you wanted pretty pretty ladies to look at and you didn't want to get a magazine, you had to get it from somewhere. I just wanted to say, just but when we were doing the Facebook Live for our um, VIP Posse members just before, we were said, you know, what do you want to talk about, blah, blah, and we started talking about the mental health thing and how we, we need to, you know, um, touch base with you on this podcast about that because I know, you, you know, you're a massive advocate. It's a huge part of who you are and, and what you talk about on your show and in life, etc. I think one of the things that I've really relate to with you and the way that you kind of speak about this is that it's never a done finished thing and I think a lot of the time when you hear about mental health I've struggled with addiction myself and there is this kind of like you know you see a shining light on someone who's kind of aced it and they're better and reformed when I think it's a real do you feel like it will constantly be a process? Oh, yeah. Something that you'll never really clock? So I'm, I've, I've got what they call, uh, I, I'm, I'm a dual diagnosis. All right, so not only have I got addiction going on, there's also some sort of mood situation happening. So I've got, I've got two things happening. All the right. cocktail. Yeah. And <clears throat> in addiction, um, uh, how, do I, how do I put this? Um, I, I'm part of a step-based fellowship that mm-hmm. helps 
Sure. Yeah. And um, there's it's a, a twelve there's step a, program. There's a yeah, there's With a phrase. And, the, and, not, and anonymity is the complete foundation of those programs. That sounds right. Um, I um, <laughs> I can say it. In those or can I? in those uh, in those meetings, in those rooms, there's a phrase that while I'm here in a meeting, my disease is out in the parking lot doing push ups. All right, yeah. so yeah, it's with you every day, yeah. and that, and it's the same. And and if I don't keep on top of it, if I don't manage those things I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. if I don't make sure I get enough sleep, if I don't, you know, get exercise every day, if I don't make sure that my nutrition's on point, if I don't make sure that I'm going about my day with the right frame of mind and the right purpose, that stuff starts to rear up. I think right? it's important to be said though, because I think a lot of people, people that listen to these podcasts, for instance, think I need to do this self work so I can get over X, no, so no, I can no, get no, better. No, no. But so it does I become can, a part you know. of your day. It becomes a part of your mm-hmm. thing. I mean, like let's equate it to I don't know, like say you were born diabetic, all right, mm-hmm. so type one diabetes, so mm-hmm. and so every day. You kind of have to watch what you eat. You got to take your blood sugar every now and again, and every now and again you might have to inject some insulin. All right, no one's going to blink, but that's what you do to manage what you got. All right, this is the brain I got. This is what I got. Mm-hmm. This is the things I do every day. Mm-hmm. But and when it comes to the mental illness stuff, certainly with the psychosis, when it first started happening, when the delusion started happening, it was as if I were, you know, like in front of this like a neon sign like your beautiful sign here but it was gigantic all right and it was occluding every single thing i could see. i couldn't see anything but this horror and doom vision of the world and i couldn't connect with my family i couldn't connect with my work or whatever but as i did the work that sign got smaller and smaller and smaller and soon enough i was able to peer around and go oh there's a world on the other side of this oh my god the world's ending actually yeah. no people are okay and so the more work i do i get that smaller and smaller and smaller and now it's about it's about like I'm, we're sitting here at this beautiful table here it's lovely ikea table and there's a my iphone my iphone is face up all right so every now and again i don't know if you sit my phone flashes up like hey you got an email hey blah, blah, blah. And so every now and again it's like that so a few times the day my eyes will go to the the thing in my brain and go oh that's right yeah okay all right and it's going to be with me for life up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Last night, I did not get enough sleep last night, and I had too much coffee this morning. And then I, so I was like, this morning's been kind of shit, to be honest. Yeah. And um, I had to, you know, really kind of get grounded with my wife and, um, you know, kind of touch her and hold her hand and look into her eye and kind of talk for her for a while and kind of kind of check in a bit and, and, and come put my feet back on the ground for a while before I came here to see you. How scary was that investing into that relationship? Because I know 
now, as I've mentioned earlier, I was on my own for a while and definitely have different vices, I suppose, but independence and control very much fed into an idea of how I lived and, mm. and now meeting somebody that I, I felt like I could trust, but then walking through the door deeper and deeper into that mm. and knowing that not only do I get so much, um, I guess, nourishment into those areas that scare me most mm. from that person, on the flip side of that, if it goes at any second, is quite a terrifying thought. How did you kind of, um, I suppose, meander through those early stages of your relationship? With- right. Well, it was very difficult at first because I was so barely clinging on to what was real. I was very sick when we met. I know mm. I was still, I was on, like I said, I was on four different kinds of drugs. I was, mm. you know, just thinking the world was ending every day. I was struggling with suicidal ideation and then I meet this wonderful woman that I was right into mm. but I was you know all kind of numbed out by these meds and it was far out it was hard and but I told her everything straight away and and exactly what you're saying you know because I was searching for so much control and just trying to grasp at what was real it was difficult for her and I've had to learn really hard mm. I've had to learn how to accept help and how to mm. accept assistance and as a great word from you nourishment from her mm. and like just before I, I came here as well I'm late um, we're doing a live show to launch the book in a couple of days from now and um, we're instead of a set we've got this big rear projection screen cool. and so we're trying to get all the pictures right for that and mm-hmm. I was kind of like mm-hmm. you, yeah, bugging right. out trying to because we're on a deadline we're like oh my god are we going to yeah. cancel the projector we're going to keep yeah. the projector fuck and <laughs> so getting her help of like searching for the photos and just allowing her allowing her to help me I know it makes no sense at all but no, it's actually right. a leap I, well I yeah. completely get it <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but yeah the other thing the risk you talked about that's the price we pay for enjoying a loving relationship is the but that's the price we pay for anything it's like when you love a pet the price of loving a pet is knowing that you'll outlive it yeah that's the mm. price you pay all right unless we all choose gray parrots or galapagos turtles that live to 80 mm. every one of our pets will die before we do all right and that's the same yeah. thing with 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 lovers and 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 you know and, and parents even children's like the, the price of having that kind of love mm. and enjoying that amount of incredible joy is it, it's it's special because it could vanish. So was there that's a, why was there a moment early days where you I don't know like you found out but I find it interesting you said you opened up pretty easily to her like when you when you were even in that kind of dark place. Oh, it took was a while. A, it took, a, it say, took a while. Yeah. Was that a rare thing for you to open up and be so oh, kind of you no, know raw I'd, with somebody? I I I shut up like a. Like a like a, when I go scuba diving, sometimes I'd shut up like one of those big clams that you. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I was done. I was shut up tight, and and so she was had to. It's gonna be all right. Yeah. It's gonna be all right. Stop being yeah. a fucking idiot. Just fucking. It's oh, okay. I hear. You. I mean, at the beginning of my relationship, I was like, just so you know, I don't believe in the one. Like I was just like, <laughs> probably I would say these zingers just wow. be like, I'll let you in, but this is the, the level. Uh, I'll let you in a bit more, but. This is the level, wow. you know, like just all these kinds of things, and then they kind clammy of clammy clams. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's actually there's a line in the book I wrote about. Uh, I wrote about that actually, and it really helped me reframe that. Um, that yeah, there is no such thing as the one. There is only the one who's willing to work on it with you. Yeah, that's stunning. Stun- that's that's beautiful. That's that's it. Mm. Yeah, and I after those things there was a marriage. So it obviously, hey, I obviously, hey, hey, hey. but it was yeah, it was early days. 
on the podcast and in particular in the interview that Todd did uh, to launch the book. Todd Sampson. Yes, yeah. uh, on Osha's podcast. We'll put uh, all of the links of where you can buy the book, um, this particular podcast and Osha's podcast in our show notes. But you do refer to yourself. I have listened. I've listened to early days. We've been around podcasting mm. for a very long time. Mm, you have. Um, and you often refer to yourself as a boy man. Now... I am intrigued on this because I am. I love the game of playing whether I think, particularly when I was single, is he a man dressed up as a boy? Is he a boy dressed up as a man? Or is he a merger of the two? Well, we even did that when we were watching The Bachelor the other night. When you I, were think like, he, I think he's a boy. He's still a boy, and I, 100%. A anyway. And I, I think he will probably be one of the few that grew actually grow into a man because I think there are few of them. Um, but I do think that there are men at different stages. If I was to psychoanalyze you, which I actually quite enjoy doing, <laughs> I would have called you a man. Right. And I find it really interesting that you call yourself a boy man. Sometimes I've been, I, I use the word man child. Um, oh, sorry. sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so different. That's all right. Uh, so if I can get it right, okay. I think all of us oscillate between our um, uh, parent and child states. Of the inner child. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. all of us do oscillate. Like, say, for example, when we're scared or when we're confronted, some of us, I know I certainly do, I become a toddler. Mm. But I, I think the knowledge of that makes you a man in itself. Right. Well, that, it doesn't stop me from doing it and embarrassing mm. myself in front of my wife when I throw a tantrum, which I do. I did one last night. I'm a fucking idiot. But <laughs> it does happen, you know. And yeah. And I think, you know, just yeah, I'd like to think that I'm, yeah, I'm 44. You'd hope I'd get it by now. You know, yeah. I've got arthritis in my hips, and I do old, you know, do old man <laughs> stuff like get my prostate checked. You know, I do like, I, I hope I'm there. Very important in this house, the prostate yes. check. It Let is just you. simple blood test. You all need now. Mm-hmm. Just, just you want to check those, uh, check those levels on your blood test. Go get it done. Yep. And, and while you're any, there, get your get your gliding levels checked while you're there. At any age, my man got prostate cancer at 36. Mm. Holy so, moly! Um, so how's he doing? Yeah. Is he all right? He's good. Oh, it's that's good. It's good. good. Sit and watch or... Uh... No, I wasn't around. No, no, no. Then. Oh, so did you have the surgery? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. yeah. So all of it out. Boy, howdy. It's cancer-free. Mm. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. The book is smashing it. Yeah, how's that? How that's... good. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's yeah, scary vulnerability as shit. in a book. But do you, do, you ever, <laughs> do you ever get, like, tired of that? Tired of what? You know, like, often we, we'll, like people say oh you share so much or do you ever get tired of like constantly being vulnerable or sharing or or, or, or being raw or open or you know your it's darkest parts or, gift that I've or been yeah i was gonna say mm. or do you find strength in that like is there something that um i don't know like, yeah what does it mean to you because what does what it mean it to me to us, um it? well i certainly knew that in sobriety i didn't start taking any of it seriously until i heard someone share their story and it was so similar to mine. And I write about this in the book. This person shared their story and the, how they felt about the world and what it was like meeting strangers and how they felt when they walked into a room and when they were at a party. I was like, my God, you're telling my story. Mm. But you're in your 60s and you're an ex-go-go dancer and you're a tiny little woman and you're from Texas. Actually, I can relate. But you are <laughs> me telling my story I'm not a special snowflake after all. This is pretty... Okay, all right. But you've figured it out. All right, so let's... So someone... Okay, there's a way out of this, all right? Because at the time, you think, that's it. I'm never getting out because it's your brain telling, playing tricks on you. So 
and it was the same with my mental health. It was the same, like hearing stories of recovery, hearing stories of people who are managing things mm. properly and hearing stories of like, yes, I used to have that, but now I'm doing a lot better. I'm on these meds and using these meds has helped me heal. And, and you know, I'm on these meds. As far as I was concerned, I was going to be on meds for life. But in hearing those stories, um, I found enormous solace. And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not alone. Okay, mm. this is great. Like, could you imagine, for example, if no one ever talked about cold sores and the mm. first time you got herpes on your lip, you'd think, oh my God, mm. I'm a fucking, you know, and if mm. no one spoke about it, yeah, and, but there's ads on yeah. television, yeah. all right? So, oh, everyone's cool. All right, yeah. this is this, this thing that deforms my face and I can't pash anyone or, or whatever. And, you know, it's actually herpes, you know, it's, you know, we don't it, talk. It, yeah. You know, so it was in it, being given the gift of the platform that I have, yeah. all right? It, I see it as an extraordinary privilege to be able to speak this way, to be able to do what was done for me yeah. at a bigger scale because that room that this person shared in, there's probably only about 100 people in that room, but I get to share in the same way and hopefully, and you know, judging by the emails that I get and the DMs that I get, it's it's part of it. So no, I don't get sick of it. For some reason I got this, uh, th- just this kind of, um, I don't know, thought this morning, it was actually after meditation to talk to you about your mum. Yes. I guess, what would you say the similarities are between your partner and her or what, what, what are the nice things that you've found that feel like home that are similar from your relationship with your mum to uh, your partner? I think I have, I found something in Audrey that is actually quite different from my mum. Mm. Which is which is nice. You either do find a relationship yeah. that you want to complete, and uh, it's all kinds of psychological shit. But you either want to complete an uncompleted, uh, you know, mm-hmm. loop with a parental figure. So we choose a partner that reminds us of our parent. We're trying mm-hmm. to complete a loop yeah. that never gets completed, and we can't wonder why. We're making them wrong, and da 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 da. Divorce. Or you plan divorce, Kay. But I need you to be like this. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was this when I got here. What do you mean? Uh, or we, you know, we, we find someone else. And um, thankfully, what's really great is that I had little to do with the initial selection process of my wife. It was a setup. Oh, good. Yeah, it was a setup, which was actually really good. Yeah, so right. I had I had nothing to do with the original, you know, ooh, hello. Um, but, you know, obviously I chose to pursue it because she's amazing. Yeah. Um, but she is extraordinarily kind, kinder than pretty much anyone I've ever known. And so nourishing, and so giving, and so, so lovely, and so driven, and has an amazingly, you know, fierce story. As someone who she came here from Fiji when she was a kid, uh, they had to. It got a bit. It got a bit weird in the eighties. There was a coup there, and you know, certain her her father, and you know, basically they were they, they looked the wrong way, so they had to get out of there. Yeah. Um, it's better now. They go back all the time, so it's much different now. But you know, and also she had a child when she was in her twenties, uh, early twenties, a uh, single mum, and she had to drop out of an academic career, you know, to raise her. She dedicated her entire life, f- chose a career as a makeup artist because, hmm, I could work eight hours a day and earn this much money, or I could earn three hours a day and earn that much money at the mm. same time, then be able to look after my kid. Yeah. All right, I'll learn how to do that, and so she became a makeup artist, and and so she had all these incredible, incredible qualities, um, and. In many ways, you know, as as lovely as my mum was, she's not very much like my mum. Mm-hmm. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's kind of kind of different in, yeah, in many ways. What was your mum like? Ah, uh, quite um, uh, probably a bit bit, bit specky, to be honest. Uh, doctors usually are. Both my folks are doctors, uh, but mum was, uh, you know, she was. She was probably yeah. She she was very direct, very driven, very you know. Obviously, she had an extraordinarily powerful sense of right and wrong, huge mm. sense of justice. Black which, and white. 
Mm, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah okay. just but a massive sense of right and wrong. And, you know, at one point... And was it right and wrong from her perspective? No, morally. Like, okay. just like yeah. the general human consensus that yeah. goes across all religions. Right. Basically, there's so much commonality. It was like, it just, just generally don't be an asshole to other people. Yeah, and that right. was generally, you know, how she... Uh, it doesn't hadn't stopped me from being that through my life, but uh, no, she was very uh, a very driven, very focused woman, uh, but selfless, utterly, utterly selfless when she wanted to be, yeah, right. um, and just so yeah, so analytical and and just gave everything to her children, gave mm. absolutely everything, worked six days a week, worked overnight shifts to keep us all in school, and I yeah, found that amazing. interesting as it becoming to an adult as our. And your mum's part. She's passed yeah, away. She, yeah, she died last June. Last June. Yeah. yeah, sorry to hear that. It's always, happens. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting moving into this time and seeing your parents get older and yeah. and mm. and this whole transition that you go through. It's an interesting time because I I look at mum as a single mum that worked a lot and you know was all about the kids and it often has now over the last few weeks made me a bit sad about that was her life well we mm. spoke about that with yeah rachel you know. finished not that long ago about like learning learning what you want to do from your parents mistakes which sounds full-on yeah but I, I said that to my parents recently too i was like thank you for teaching me how not to be in a relationship <laughs> and they were like yeah cool that's i don't think enough. they really got the weight no, of it that's fair enough but genuinely but i think you're right you want to be careful that you're not continuing to try and heal those own relationships from your parents with your own kids. So is that something you think about? But yeah, that's definitely something. Oh, that was definitely after I got after I got divorced. That was a lot of the work, a mm. lot of the work, and in sobriety, getting sober, that was yeah. a lot of that work. It was like, how do I never do this again? Yeah. How do yeah. I never ever? How do I stop this energy? Because ultimately, what I, and I'm I'm sure that you've probably both caught yourselves doing this. And, and people always say it. They say, oh my god, I caught myself saying this thing that my mum used to say to me to my kid the other day. Yeah, but right? she hated it. And the kid. same thing yeah. happens in relationships. Out, yeah. The in same thing happens in relationships. Yeah. You catch yourself, oh my God, I'm, I've heard this argument before. It was my mum and my dad fighting and now it's me saying it. Shit, mm. what am I doing? They ended up in a divorce. Fuck, what it's am I doing? It's pretty deep. And, yeah. you know, and yeah, it is. It's yeah. just a loop of mm. some old file that is replaying of like, oh, here's what to do in this situation. Mm. Go. And before mm. it happens, it's, it's out of you. So mm. becoming aware of a lot of those things doesn't stop me. I still do it every now and yeah. again. But mm. it's like, just, as you said, being aware of it is super important yeah it's tricky and so when you um when you approach those types of conversations with with your partner are you guys and you when you said earlier that you work on things Mm. are you a let's sit down and put things on paper are you a proactive thing is it just a conscious decision you made when you first got together that that will be your daily thing or is it actual practical tools i i do a lot of writing i write every day Mm-hmm. And I, I try very hard to process things on paper because uh, it just feels better to get that mental energy out of your brain physically down your arm and onto it. Just something feels done about it. And so I like to do that every day. And I definitely do try to bake things in and try to bake new patterns of behavior, uh, almost like an if then subroutine, if anyone codes. Um, it's like if this happens, then I do that. Yeah. If this happens, then I do that. Yeah, okay. And sometimes I'll, I'll kind of do that on the bike. I'll kind of chant that and just try to get it in my head. And that that works for me sometimes, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. really fascinating. That was yeah. a, a running meditation taught to me by someone actually when I was uh, right after I got divorced. And I found it really, 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 really helpful. So many people feel like they don't have the tools, I guess, to go home and do the work that they do with their therapist in their home. Yeah. What would you say is a suggestion of something if they were listening and you think, okay, well, that worked for us or this is the way we approach it together for people listening of what they can start tomorrow, apart from the phone thing, in their own house? Uh, well, look, yeah, 
Yeah. The fine yeah, yeah, because I'm like in. It's funny because in you know half an hour I'll be sitting down with my therapist. Um, <laughs> I I would say that like, if you just do your one hour a fortnight or one hour a month with your therapist and that's mm. it, then you are wasting your time and their their time and your money. All right, mm. that is literally that is as if you're going to the gym and you're getting the workout plan and then you've got to go and do that shit every day. Mm. All right, you mm. got to you've got to work it. You've got to work that stuff every mm. single day. You got to yeah. ask them. if your therapist isn't giving you action to take and yeah. and okay, do try doing this differently this time and small steps to get to that small progressive progressive steps to get to that then then they're ripping you it. off a bit, yeah. Yeah, well. ask them for it. Because yeah. you don't want, you can find a friend to chat with at 300 bucks an hour. Yeah. You know, you want someone who can give you, all right, do this, do that. Here's why this happens, try that. Yeah. All right, go, mm-hmm. off you go. Yeah. Come back to me in two weeks. Um, so I would say, um, the first thing that I would say is just recognize what your part is. Don't try to change them. Yeah. You will yeah. change more yeah. about them by changing yourself than you can possibly know. If you yeah. change your energy, their energy will change. Okay. And if like just your side of the street, focus on your side of the street. Just ask yourself. And I guess the other thing that would be amazing, I had the incredible honor to have um, Susan David on my show the other week, the, um, the inc- author who wrote a book called Emotional Agility. And um, her massive take- takeaway for me, uh, for me was what's two other things that you could be happening so you might think your partner's angry what are two other things that could oh, be happening oh that's fucking good isn't it oh she could be sad mm. she could be hungry or she could have mm. meant well she couldn't eat yeah. the poop she could she could have just read something on Facebook Messenger that's got fuck all to do with me but that's why she's got this look on her face because and it's typically got... the first place you go to is probably not true right exactly yeah. so what's your, two other stuff, yeah. what's two other things that could be happening and just ask yourself that question that's a good one you got to go get that Susan David book yeah. Susan, oh. Dad, what's it, what's Susan it David book's called Emotional Agility she's, Emotional Agility yeah she got a TED talk as well but her, her thing that's similar to what I said before her thing was uncomfortable emotions are the price we pay for a meaningful life so Thank you. being with it, yeah. like that's the not, idea of constantly yeah, yeah. avoiding uncomfortable emotions, it's not, that's not, the, the price we pay oh. for happiness is sadness. That's you know, right. if it's too much sadness, well, then that, we will look at that, you know, but trying to only ever feel positive, that's actually, it's not right. But that's so yeah. important, don't you think, especially in this day and age where, especially socials or, you know, this idea that only one emotion or one um, headspace exists at one time. You know, it's like, okay, well, there's such a pressure to be happy and now I feel shitty that I'm not happy. So then it kind of compounds mm. you not feeling happy. Yeah, yeah. The Susan David book is... Yeah, is and awesome. I think gone are the days where we sit back and dream about lives. Like I think people are now starting to have a, a little bit more of a, a realistic view that oh, I actually think I'm going to have to work for that. Which is kind of why I think that relationship shows are so interesting and why people like them so much. I think mm. it's really fascinating watching for me, at least. I mean, I've, I get I a front row too. seat. We've done, we've done what, 10 seasons now of Shoot, 10, 10 franchises far, of, of yeah. like Batch, Bachelorette and Paradise. Yeah, yeah. And watching, like my relationship modeling in the old days, it was like anybody. It was like, I know my parents. Maybe I might have seen an aunt and uncle. My, maybe a big brother or sister. Yeah. And those are the three yeah. relationships that I base all relationships on because they're the only ones I have intimate knowledge of. And yet now we get an opportunity mm. to see, oh, courtships, so many courtships. Yeah. And we see, it's almost great. We see a control experiment. We see our bachelorette or our bachelor. We see the same person inter- integrating and interacting yeah. with mm. so many different 
you know, and there's test so subject. many themes. It's that fascinating. Come up. I mean, we, and there's helicopters, and it's great yeah. because then we can see how there's your hair, like, yeah, right? So but happening. you see how we see how they play it. Like for example, watching uh, Nick the other night try and get a word out of Vanessa Sunshine was just because <laughs> we've all been there. I've been on dates like that, and it's the worst. You're like, so do you like, like stuff? Okay, so most, <laughs> I literally said that. Once. I genuinely also think that the reason I'm a batchy diehard, I froth it all of the seasons. I'm just right up in there. She does need to be the Bachelorette. Just saying. Yeah. Now, do you is, know anyone? Is do you know Al- anyone? Uh, no. Yeah. Anyone at Channel Ten? Is Ali locked in or not? Can we talk about that? What do you mean? The, the next Bachelorette. Bachelorette. Oh, the, we've been shooting that for months oh, now. Oh, that was, was all, all these rumors, rumors, bro. That she wasn't. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm talking about 58 hours. We've, yeah, we've <laughs> shot a lot. <laughs> I hope so. Because there's like 40 people turning up to work every day. If it's not, we're wasting our time. <laughs> Face was like, what are you even? You'd be a great bachelorette. That You'd be a sensational bachelorette. Oh, guys, guys, guys. I mean, I'm starting the campaign next year, but that's why Seriously. I was getting. I was looking to see if she's out because we're trying to get our girl in. Yeah, don't worry. We were reading some of the gossip mags, and I was like, I'm sad for Ali. Yeah, because they're always true. I'm personal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Seriously, man. Like yeah. they, I have honestly, I've seen photographs of myself. And it's basically reverse engineering a story yeah, give me behind the funniest a, one you've seen. It's reverse engineering a story behind a photo that has sweet fuck all to do with what was actually happening. You know? Um, this is one photograph where we saw the paps, they were on a long lens, they were down at, and I was like, I turned to badge and I'm like, Alright, so what I'm gonna do is I f- I'd worked out that morning and I forgot to put my wedding ring back on. Oh, so shit. I so I'm gonna turn around, I'm gonna point to my wedding ring, and you're gonna react like no fucking way. I can't believe oh, you forgot no. to wear your wedding ring, man. Also, yeah. I was like, okay, you ready? Three, two, one, go. And sure enough, those are the photos that they end up. And one of the photos is me with my back to him. And so and you know we we're having a just having, uh, having yeah. a laugh. And so and then the photo headline runs like Osh and Nick don't like each other. It's like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just basically they've taken a photo and then made up a story about it, but because it's in print, it's just like it's I'm just spewing that hilarious. they didn't get. I'm just spewing that they didn't get the now Osher from his from his new marriage is now split. Why? That's like, what I was, was hoping yeah, for. And it was like I'm giving for. you the story. Look closer, yeah, Jiminy Cricket. Would you be? Would you really do the Bachelorette? Oh, I'd be all over it. I'd froth it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What kind of guy do you like? Oh God, someone that's kind and open and funny. And um, it's been really interesting because I was in a relationship for like most of my adult life, for like eight years until about 12 months ago. So I'd never truly been an independent adult Mm. and never really consciously thought about what I like in not just a partner, but what I like in people. There's certain things that were a real surprise that I Mm. thought, I don't really need someone to be that open, really. And now I'm like, that's at the top of the list straight away. Go on a date with a guy and... You know, especially this is, you know, it's been a real thing, association with your work or your job. Mm. And then this year being like forever being in radio and now that you don't have that to mm. say when someone's, what do you do? Mm. You know, and the, the way people react to that. And so that has confirmed. Yeah. So I think, yeah, openness is definitely up the top of the list. So two, two things there. Number one, what was great about taking me out of the selection process with, with Audrey and the initial, initial selection mm. process is like what... I needed and the woman that I needed and the woman that has come along into my life and essentially I've found a great amount of healing with and she's found a great amount Mm. of healing too was not what I thought I wanted. Never is. But now Mm. it's all I want. Yeah. Because my what I thought I wanted wasn't giving me what I needed. And the other thing, um, 
ask me the what do you do question and I'll give you the best line ever. Oh, please do oh, because I'm I'll so sick down. of it. Yeah. Are you ready? All right. Ask I've got me. a pen. So, Osha, uh, what, do, what do you do? The best that I can. Ooh. I feel the emo. <laughs> I feel genuinely. Yeah, it's been maybe, a, it's been maybe a maybe rocky year for us. <laughs> it really has. It's oh, fucking good, isn't it? That's really good. Because at the moment I yeah. say... I don't really know anymore. So, like that's, I genuinely... And it's the best of I can. The best of, That's a good one because it's also a bit like a... Fuck, you come up with a better question. I do. What do I do? Yeah. I do the best, I do the I best like I like that. It's not mine. It was my It was my, <laughs> my ex-brother-in-law who, uh, who, who was an ex-fighter pilot. You know, like total Top Gun, Ray-Bans, the whole deal. But he'd, he'd retired from the Air Force and he was... Um, this Israeli badass motherfucker. <laughs> and um, he was he had a he had a beer in his hand at the time. So so what do you do? And he went he went the best that they can. I was like fuck yeah, you do. Team that with an accent. Shit, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an extra power. Look before I go, I just want to you know it's a even though this is the first time we've been on a microphone together. Yes. I'm very excited that we are on this journey of independent digital broadcasting together. Well, How nice. exciting is it? I know. How's it, isn't this great that well, we've all we've all come from from yeah. the big behemoth? We've all come from the radio, and we're we're branching out, and here we are in this other world. Because it's not always fun. It's not always fun, <laughs> it's not. and no, the content no. monster is ever is ever hungry. Yeah, and you know the interaction with listeners is more intense than it ever has been, and yet it's so fucking rewarding. It and, is, and being it able is. to make the kind of radio that you always dreamed of making, and an, an audience coming to find you mm-hmm. who for love it yeah. for that exact reason, yeah. and the loyalty that I know you it's find different. it, the loyalty you find with your listeners, Insane. and the loyalty I have for my listeners. I just don't want to let them down. Well, that was what I was about to say it's you guys that continue to stay with us that end up allowing us to have conversations mm-hmm. like this it's mm-hmm. the it's the it's, only thing you know we show up but you show up and then together yeah. you know we've created but the channel that we have we're all in this together yeah. you know we really yeah. are it, listen we can't make podcasts if there's people that don't no. listen it just doesn't make economic sense at all right mm-hmm. but that we're all doing this together but and the, that we're the, branching out and, and we the, will destroy an industry <laughs> the stunning thing is i think is the way it's measured you know like yes there's some issues with the way that itunes do their charts don't even get me started on that but i do think that what people like is what is succeeds you know it's very simple people like a show when it comes to podcasting mm. it stays it yeah. does well you know there's something there's no about that Lisa, so that every show is number one and today we nah. do this on a ratings day where you can yeah. imagine if you've done well in the ratings in radio it's all over everywhere if you've done bad the system's flawed that old chestnut. So it is interesting because the measuring system with other with other mediums is quite. Mm. It's just oh, what I don't know. What what would be a word? It doesn't look. It, do, it doesn't matter. You've got what happens now is that you know. Sorry to talk nerdy podcast shit for a second, folks, but you'll bear with us. Um, you get to have metrics that. Uh, traditional broadcasters would be too terrified to show their clients yet in this industry we go here's the exact number of downloads here's exactly who listened for exactly how long and this is exactly where they are and i think that's right and then the clients and the listeners everyone comes to the party is like great whereas in in in, as as we you know as you mentioned it's like oh yeah well the the wave is different from this survey and and we lost a few cume and but we've got kyle and jackie o and they're like sold Hey, they're making a, lot, a lot. Like, look, honestly, they're making a lot oh, of money. It's nothing personal, but that's them. what the pitch. That's what's happening yeah. in the pitch. I know that's yeah. what's happening in the pitch. 
But it is. It's really nice to be involved in something that does feel not just from a show perspective, but an actual medium that mm. feels honest. It's mm. not just the show we put mm. forward, but it's it's actually the way that it's measured by mm. you guys is that it is a collective. And y'all have been doing it for years, yeah, and I've been doing it for years, but it yeah. still feels like it's it's early days, it does. which is oh, yeah, really, really exciting. No, yeah, it does. It's yeah in this country. The amount, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. A lot of, yeah. lot of space. The amount of people yeah. that are, they go, oh my god, I just downloaded a podcast up. I had yeah. no idea there existed. I'm like, yeah. it's 2018, and there'd be t- there'd be thousands, <laughs> tens oh, of thousands, hundreds of thousands like of people yeah. that have never listened. My full time job is educating people on how to use podcasts. Osher Ginsberg, it's been absolutely delightful to have you in our podcast studio. You're the best. Thanks for having me. Thank you very now, much. Now you know what you've got to do when you go home. Get a sign. Me on sign. Me on sign. Yeah. <laughs>like that podcast there's heaps more where it came from go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps there you this podcast is presented by the thinker girls stacy june and christy mercer the podcast is produced by me stacy june and edited by jordan lott ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.